0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Ryan Poles did a lot of talking. I'm wondering what you think initially about his decision to be more open, it seems, because he's getting around to a lot of different outlets from Peter King to Albert Breer to uh, the Barstool Network. There's a lot of different outlets that he has gone to to spread the message that the Bears. Open for business.
0: Well, so yeah, you start out with that, right? Ryan Poles has a message that he wants to communicate to the league. And so it allows him uh, in a year like this, where the Bears have relevance. I talked about it all last week that, that the, 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 the volume of relevance that the Bears had at the scouting combine compared to the last five or six times I had been there, it didn't even compare. And so you understand that the Bears are at the center of everything going on in this offseason, which gives. Ryan pulls juice, and then it gives his message juice. And so it makes sense for him to kind of branch out. At the same time, David, I would just say that it it strikes us as surprising and somewhat refreshing because of how much of a contrast it is to his predecessor, Ryan Pace, who didn't do a lot of this and didn't want to be sort of on stage with the microphone kind of trumpeting the message of the Chicago Bears a lot. And so you have kind of a difference in approach colliding with a, a, a level of juice and relevance that hasn't been there in a while, and it's given us an opportunity to learn a lot more uh, obviously, about Ryan's vision and, and how he hopes this offseason goes, because obviously seven re- weeks from now, we're going to be having a totally different discussion where possibility is no longer the the, the discussion point and And what actually happened is going to be what we're talking about.
1: Before I get into some of the things that stood out, I wanted to know what you believe was the degree or the amount of uh, strategic initiative factoring in here. Because there was definitely, I wondered if it was just, as you said, maybe just being relevant and active and friendly and professional, or was it strategic in getting certain messages out to the right people?
0: Both, right? I mean, like because Peter King wants to talk to Ryan Poles because the Bears have the number one pick and almost $100 million in cap space. You know, a couple years ago, Peter King has no interest in that storyline at this time of year because there's a lot bigger fish to fry. I also think that Ryan just understands that you have to dance the dance. And right now, the Bears have to dance the dance until they have what they want and what they want is a a whole you know gift basket worth of picks for the nfl draft this year next year and beyond to try to build this team back into a sustainable championship contender uh and they also have to go into free agency a week from now and and figure out how they are going to be disciplined but productive in a very critical stretch of a few weeks there that's going to lead them into the draft so there's a lot of work that needs to get accomplished and some of the work that needs to get accomplished requires messaging and i think ryan and uh, ian cunningham and other people. People uh, on that bear staff have done a nice job of, of getting out in front and trying to let the, the rest of the league know exactly where they're at and and, and what they need to do to, uh, to come get whatever they want.
1: Okay, a couple of the messages that I uh, feel like are, are most important. Number one, through Peter King, he said that Ryan Poles had talked to three different teams about trading the number one overall pick, that there was a, a propensity to to uh, look ahead for – or, or I guess Ryan Poles wants to look at this as a long-term project, not just a one-year draft. And yes. that's how you sustain success. And he talked about getting and being confident in getting a first-round pick in 2024 and a first round pick in 2025. And if he's able to do that, Dan, I believe that they'll feel like they can either use those picks or use them to move up, which brings me to my other big takeaway from the Peter King article was that this commitment to Justin Fields, almost, he said, see it through. He must be listening to our podcast. See (laughs) See? it through. And that allows him to do that because next year, if you see it through, 2023 and you don't like what you have in Justin Fields you would have the draft capital you'd be armed to move up to be in a position to draft a quarterback you might prefer
0: People don't understand the impact of the Take the North podcast on general managers around the league, particularly in Chicago. It's like a puppeteering station for us in here, right? Like we can just say this, see it through and and, and we get our message across and we do a good job of getting our messaging through so that so that they listen accordingly. But you're right, David, that there's a lot here. And, you know, my sense of, of them trying to, to accumulate multiple future first round picks is that it's going to require a deeper fall down the draft board. right? You may have to go down to nine with Carolina to get that kind of return. Well, maybe Carolina's already said, hey, (laughs) keep us in mind because we're here. And one of the things that you said is um, that Peter King's article alluded to that the Bears have talked to three teams about the number one pick. I always tell people about this with trade talks. There is trade talks and there are trade offers. And a lot of times those get misconstrued uh, in the national conversation and in just the way we talk about things. There's a big, big difference between a team reaching out and going, what are you asking for that? Who else is interested? And a team saying, here's what we're going to give you for it you know and so that's what you got to have to filter through here in the coming weeks to figure out what is actually on the table for the bears versus just open lines and and that they can reach back out to those open lines and try to figure those things out um again this is going to be fascinating i i I talked to my colleague colleen kane over the weekend and and she said look like it it can't come fast enough that the bears finally execute this deal because we need to know (laughs) what picks they're getting back because all of this conversation that really started in in mid-november centers around what they actually get back and then obviously the extension of that is who they actually take with the picks that they get back we've had such a, a, a long extended period of dreaming and imagination and best case scenarios none of it matters if you don't follow through and then get the maximum number of picks and then make good with those picks
1: and I think waiting will allow you to maximize the value because, number one, the league year starts next week. When that does, you can get a future first in 2025. And on draft day, I think with the trade, if you if you trade your number one pick, you can get a, a number one first-round draft pick in 2026. So you always have one eye on the future. If you really, truly want to be a draft-driven team and you do have patient ownership and you're Ryan polls, I don't know what your hurry would be. I go back and forth. If you're going to include a player, I understand why you'd want to do that to get in free agency and understand what your wish list is by the same token. On the other hand, if you're if you're a patient GM with all the security that he, we know that he has, why would you be in a rush to make a deal? Yeah, you, you
0: wouldn't be unless somebody offered you a, a veteran player that you say, yes, this guy's a you know perennial all pro at a position of need and he helps us go forward in a way that makes sense. I think that, you know, my bold prediction for when we get to the the start of free agency a week from now is that the first 36 to 48 hours are going to kill Bears fans. Like they see $98 million in the, in the wallet and they think that Ryan's just going to go in there and go to the highest diving board at the pool and do a cannonball and make the biggest splash there possibly is. And all that Ryan has said for months and months now, and again, emphasize at the combine last week in Indianapolis is you have to make sure you are patient and disciplined. And one of the things that people around the league say is he's already shown that his parameters financially, while they may be somewhat flexible, he's not afraid to be convicted and firm with where those stand. Roquan Smith being the case in point where the Bears had a value that they thought Roquan Smith was worth and they were willing to go a little bit above that to try to to make ends meet. But once it got to a point where it was like, well, that's not where we value him. And the, the biggest mistake you can make as a, as an NFL executive is to pay someone more than you value them as just to get the signing done, right? And so that's why I say those first 48 hours, you're going to see like 10 or 12 teams making signings that have name brand value to them. And people are going to be going, what are the Bears doing? What are they doing? You watch this. Like we're going to talk about this next week. And eventually it'll be kind of a, you know, a a methodical grind through free agency before they get their entire class assembled. But just be ready for that because that's part of Ryan Poles' MO this offseason.
1: Back to the draft conversation at the Combine, in SI.com, Ryan Poles told Albert Albert Breer that there were seven players, seven players that he can envision drafting number one overall. I think that's a little high, Dan. I think that's got to include, well, (laughs) blue players, but that's got to include the quarterbacks. Maybe Anthony Richardson uh, leaped into that conversation literally and figuratively. But I don't know about seven. That, to me, seemed like that was some of the inflated messaging that might be being put out there to make people think something might not be – it's true that might not be the case.
0: Blue bucket. Blue bucket. We got seven names in the blue bucket right now, right, or maybe more than that. But, uh, I mean, it, it it seems hefty. At the same time, the Bears have a lot of needs, and I think we'd both agree that, you know, Bryce Young is a candidate to be picked number one. Will Anderson's okay. a candidate. Right. Uh, Jalen Carter would be is in that he, list. No, right? Uh, no. Well, that's a question, right? They've got to figure out how to handle that. But talent-wise, certainly he's a candidate. You okay. certainly now you're going to have your discussions internally at 1920 Football Drive this week, and figure out which direction you want to go with that. I think you're talking about. I mean, is yeah, I, yeah, I guess Skaronski wouldn't be a guy you'd take number
1: well, one. CJ Shroud,
0: the edge rusher from Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. He's got to be in that on that list a okay. little bit. That's fine. Um, yeah, maybe we're maybe we're struggling to get seven. I don't have my full. list. Oh, you, you know you know who else that is a really. I, no, I wouldn't pick Will Levis number one overall. But maybe, maybe you have to sell that. I, no, I wouldn't do that number one overall either. Well,
1: I mean, but some people are going to. Maybe he's saying that some people would have him that high because yeah. otherwise, you really struggle to get seven names that make sense. That doesn't re- reveal him to be you know an an, an embellisher.
0: Well, right right
1: and some of this like some of this is are you
0: embellishing to convince the rest of the league that hey you know we're, we're comfortable taking these seven guys at number one or are you embellishing so you feel comfortable that when you trade back to nine you go oh yeah we got one of the guys that we would have taken number one overall and then you can message that to the public hey. as saying the headliner of our draft class is the guy that we would have thought would have been the headliner of our draft class much higher you know what happens every year on draft weekend every single guy that gets picked, Those teams just can't believe he was still available, ever.
1: (laughs) If they draft ninth and they are are in a position to take an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman, there was some news over the weekend. Peter Skromsky from Northwestern, whose uh, grandfather played for the Green Bay Packers. He's got short arms, Dan. I don't know if you've heard, but they're only 32 inches and a quarter. So maybe he's a guard. Maybe he's a good tackle because of his footwork. But if he's there at nine, You could see the Bears maybe jumping at that if they move down to to ninth and they get two first-round picks from the Panthers who are desperate for a quarterback now that Derek Carr is a saint.
0: Yeah. I, I look, like, right. And, and you have everything available to you right now. Every option is possible. And so it's going to be really interesting to see which direction they go. Um, obviously, I think you and I both agree that this is the first time in a while. I, I think I tweeted it over the weekend that it hadn't been since 2018 that I went to a combine and the Bears had a first round pick. The 2021 combine was canceled because of the COVID or amended. And, and so all of a sudden, you see all these prospects coming to the podium and you're like, these guys all have a chance to be Chicago Bears in some way, shape or form. So we'll see. How it shakes up.
1: Plenty of draft talk to come. We'll have a lot of things to say moving forward, but we have a special guest we want to welcome next.